Welcome back to another installment of Pastors of Pain. Father Kerry Wakulich, pastor, St. John the Angels Catholic Student Center in Payne, P-A-Y-N-E County, America, Stillwater. And I'm here with my amigo, Father... Are you yelling? I'm Is not sure. I feel actually, like you're yelling. Well, you are only a half a foot away. It's good to be here. I'm Father Brian O'Brien. I'm the pastor of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church, Stillwater, Payne County, Oklahoma, USA. God bless everyone. Yeah, we're having another uh, awesome day in this uh, podcast uh, radio show that we do on 94.3 The Pete and 870 KSBI broadcasting around the world and to your desktop and phone from Stillwater. We're now on uh, we're now on iTunes, Ooh, Father Kerry. Whoa. So Fancy check us, us out. So you can listen uh, you can listen on the radio 10:30 on Sunday mornings. You can listen mm-hmm. on our SoundCloud account Whoa. of St. Francis Xavier, Stop. sfxstillwater.org, and iTunes. And pretty soon, hopefully, we're working on Spotify for my all mom, you, for all you young want, people. My mom wants it on Spotify really bad. She's like, hey, mom does uh, not I'm know making what Spotify I'm is currently. She just has no idea what Spotify is. She, I, uh, I, you know, I realized that she actually wasn't even listening to this. So we came up with it. You know, my like, mom is listening, FYI. Really? Which further proves that my mom is better than your mom. Hey, but uh, at least my family didn't fall asleep while listening to it. Uh, <laughs> actually, yes, that is actually true. I would like to uh, <laughs> let me give the initial uh, shout out to my niece, Katie. Katie. Uh, who, when I saw her uh, last week, I was down in Houston visiting my family and uh, we were talking about the podcast. Mm-hmm. Most of the family has listened to it. And my niece, Katie, said, yeah, I fell asleep listening to that. <laughs> so appreciate that, Katie. Appreciate the self, self-confidence self boost. Boring. Um, so maybe, I don't know, maybe we're boring to, to 15-year-old girls. Yeah. They're not it's really certainly not our intended audience. But it just Although happens. if you're a 15-year-old girl and you're listening, more power to you. Learn to love you're Jesus. Gonna, yeah, you're going you're gonna to love Jesus more after listening to us. Um, but apparently my niece, Katie, she... you. Maybe she listens to us when she's really awake but needs to sleep. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> nevertheless, um, one thing we need to clear up here, Father Kerry, oh. uh, since the last shows, we've gotten a lot of feedback. By the way, thank you. We've gotten some emails, a lot of our parishioners, uh, gotten a few Facebook notes. Anyway, we're, just, we're, we're grateful yeah. for all the feedback and glad so many people are, are tuning in and listening and... You know, mocking, it's dozens, mocking, mocking dozens, me. dozens. Do you it's remember like, McDonald's? They used to have like billions and billions sold, and now we're beyond that. I was in Tulsa the other day. There's a place called Thai Hamburgers in Tulsa, oh, and it yes. and on the wall of the it says right on Harvard there, mm-hmm. and it says over three dozen sold. <laughs> anyway, and, so in Thai Hamburgers been there since like the fifties. Oh yeah, no, but that's Weber's also. Yeah, been that there, too. So, yeah. So we've been we've been talking about uh, my favorite food, which is Vietnamese pho. P-H-O. P-H-O. And a lot of people, several people who are listening were like, what is that? What is that? What is Anyway, I encourage you to Google it. Just Google P-H-O. Uh-huh. But I also want you to eat it. Find the closest Vietnamese restaurant to your house and go yeah. there immediately. Stop listening right now and go there because it's just, it's amazing. It's it, amazing. It, it's well, can, can I just like tell them that's a soup so when they look at it on the menu? I guess I just did. Well, when you look at it on the menu, it says P-H-O, and it's pronounced pho. Apparently, like when they made Vietnamese language, they used the Jesuits who built their language used a Latin alphabet and then put all these like little symbols. So you could say pho, you could say pho, 
I think you just swore in Vietnamese. I probably did because I think the FAA, oh, not the FAA, the FCC (laughs) is going to call the radio station. We may be taken off the air. So this might be our last episode. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks to me. Great to have you. Ruining everything. So so I learned something really cool about uh, hot foods the other day. Spicy foods. What is that? Talk. I mean, hold on. Tell tell us what did you learn about spicy foods? So I learned this about spicy foods. Spicy foods are specifically equatorial um, hot land foods. Like Thailand has really spicy food. India has really spicy food. Parts of Africa. Texas. Texas. Mexico. But not Colombia. Colombia is equatorial. Nebraska. (laughs) Maine. (laughs) I think people from Nebraska think that ketchup is a hot sauce. Shout out to all the people of Nebraska. (laughs) It just ruined. I'm going to have to drive around that state now. We've now offended. Sorry. So I found out my brother-in-law and I just talk about just dumb stuff. Sometimes he goes, so do you know why hot foods, spicy foods, as they say in Spanish, picoso foods are from those regions? And I said, um, well, I guessed, I guess. He always gives me options, I guess. And it's because it causes you to sweat. Who knew? Like when you perspire, your body cools down. And? Wow. Bam. So I should eat more spicy food? You should eat more spicy food. Okay. I'll get right on that. Cool down. With my Irish sensibilities, I'm sure that'll go really well. Yeah. So I was uh, eating um, some really spicy food, and I found out about this tooth. Like my tooth. So I have a fake tooth now. Congratulations. I I cracked it eating either rocks or walnuts. I'm not sure which one. You were eating rocks? Uh, Maybe. Maybe one or two. What are you, eight? (laughs) And so I cracked my tooth. And I ate something really spicy this uh, past week, and that tooth just went, hurt so bad. I'm so, sorry. Now, Who's the patron saint of teeth problems? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to look that one up. The patron saint of teeth problems. Maybe somebody- it's someone who like got their teeth knocked out. Really? Like got their teeth bashed in looking or yanked up, out? Looking it up right now. Here we go. Patron saint of saint I- Apollonia. Apollonia? Saint Apollonia. Isn't his feast day in March? That's a woman. Oh. <laughs> Patron of dental diseases. Really? Yes. All right. I always wonder up. why. Look that one up. I'll I'll see if I can I'll see if I can look it up. While a feast day. What's a wait, what's her feast day? Her feast day is uh oh, this doesn't say. It doesn't really? Is this Wikipedia or is this something uh, legit? You know, I'm looking at different Because Wikipedia? Wikipedia. Wikipedia is Sometimes completely Died wrong. Died in two forty nine. Okay. Anyway, we'll we'll do a whole show on the patron saint of dental. Really? Dental problems. Dental. Okay. This is uh. This Speaking is of spicy. <laughs> it's <laughs> hot. And still water. I don't know where you're living, but holy shnikes! It, it, it goes was so from, nice like a couple days ago, and anyway, now it's just ridiculously hot. Yeah. Hopefully, we wear all black. Yes. Oh. And we're really one extra- of the crosses we bear. It's because I I like the uh, I like the wavelengths of the sun. I like to absorb heat. I'm like a black hole of yeah. light. It just comes at me. That's why I just go outside. <laughs> so it's uh, it's been a good, uh, good, awesome summer here in Stillwater, America. Father O'Brien, uh, what have you, um, what have you been doing all summer? Well, uh, we've been, we've had a good summer at the parish. Uh, what that festival? We had a beautiful. Booyah. Just recently, we had a, a Spanish parish mission. So this was like a parish mission is like a, they bring in a speaker. 
usually from the outside, and they and they're they, they're there for a couple of days, sort of encouraging the people in in various ways of faith. And so what we had our it? first oh, ever yeah. one in Spanish. Oh. Juan Pablo Segundo is that is that who that he was? He was not there. Um, <laughs> you sure? But he Father wasn't? Ernesto Reynoso from the Diocese of Phoenix was here, and he did uh, just a marvelous job, and it was wonderful. So, with the exception of the party we had on Saturday night, which was outside and hot, yeah, it was awesome. They the party was awesome. It was just really the, the party was awesome, and there was live music. There were like three or four bands that we showed had bands. up. Bands, yeah, yep, yep. Food trucks, food trucks. You know, snow really cones for the kids. Bounce okay. houses. So, what else are you doing as so a then, pastor of yeah, a parish? Because so last year you were in a high school. The last ten years you've been running a high school yeah. as El Presidente. Yeah. And what, so, so the other, I think the other cool thing we're doing this summer is doing um, the ability to do a little teaching. So now I've been here almost six months, and now things are kind of settling in. And from an administrative standpoint, yeah. and so I love to teach. I love to kind of get up, and so I'm Don't doing. Don't you have a master's degree in education? I do. Ooh. I do. It's true. Um, so I've been doing like a little sa- Saturday morning walk through the catechism, what? which has been kind of fun. Oh, the catechism! Just walking people through. This summer we're going to do part one of the catechism. Next summer, part two on the sacraments. Mm-hmm. Summer of 2020, third what? part on the moral life, on the commandments, and then the fourth summer, summer of 2021 on. Uh, the fourth part of the uh, catechism, which is on prayer. I I don't think I ever read a catechism until I was in my mid, like, yeah. mid to late 20s. And you were a heathen before then, too. Uh, all my friends are heathens, take oh, it dear. slow. Hey, I'm not singing. I'm just yes, moving my lips at a slow pace. In a melodic way. Because when you pick up the catechism, it looks like this daunting thing. Yeah, I've heard it, it called the big green giant. Yes. And... You could also probably club somebody if they broke into your house. You could knock them out with it. It's a big book. Yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, like, where does where do you start in the catechism? Yeah. So we've been. Where did so you we, start? We, we started. Start doing we this? really just started at page one in, on the on the, <laughs> of the creed. Um, so the whole first part of the catechism is about the the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed, and kind of walked that through. The other the other cool class that we that I got going this summer um, is I'm I'm just calling it Catholicism 101, and so the first class yeah. was on. Who is God? Whoa. So we're doing who is God? Who is Jesus Christ? What is the church? Uh, the communion of saints, the sacraments, the moral life, and Catholic social teaching. All this summer? All this what, summer. Wait on uh, what day of the week? North Country Club, Thursday nights. Thursday nights. Yep. What, what time? 7 p.m. Okay. Can I come In over and tackle you? You can come over. If I, if you I can hear come you over s- and sit quietly, and I may or may not speak to you. How about I spit out some Gnosticism in the back, Bring and you it. can be like Saint Bring Irenaeus it. of Lyon, and I will like throw the writings of Irenaeus at you. Okay, so you're teaching on who is God, yeah? Which sounds like a great topic, yeah? Because okay, so tell me what you've been teaching these people, so I can correct your errors. Yeah. Oh, come on, that's <laughs> not that's not very nice. Um, so it's it it was it's actually been it's been it's been wonderful. Um, we're kind of where we started. Uh, you know. You, if you're familiar, those of you out there listening, uh, there's this, there was this great book at one point called The Baltimore Catechism. And the Baltimore Catechism was not like the Big Green Catechism the that we have green now. The Big Green Giant. Uh, the Baltimore Catechism was basically a series of questions and answers. And so if you, if you meet people kind of my parents' age, 60s, 70s, and above, that it's how they learned the Catholic faith was by question and answer. So I went back to the old Baltimore Catechism. Oh, um, it's not we, we just have a, a, a catechism now that... Is kind of more in depth, 
But the Baltimore Catechism still stands. I mean, it's solid yeah, it's as sweet. a rock. Anyway, so I just kind of started with the questions that the, that the Baltimore Catechism puts forward of, of who is God and when, and who, you know, what is he and why. And anyway, why? it's been super why? awesome. It's been super awesome. What? Okay. So where did you start? What's the question you started on? So, for example, who made the world? Uh, let me guess. Let me guess. Uh, flying spaghetti monster. No. God. No. God made really? the world. So question one, who made the world? God made the world. Question two, who is God? God is the creator of heaven and earth and of all things. Awesome. Did you know that? Uh, he, I had a... Question six, why did God make you? That's the one that probably Whoa. most people know. Why did God make you? I, w- I was doing some reading and just kind of listening to a, uh, a lecture on Genesis the other day, and they were talking about the old world legends that were passed around and then they were looking at them and they and they asked the question why was genesis written and genesis all the books of the scriptures were meant to respond to something and he this guy made the point who's a as a theologian made the point that genesis was written to respond to all the other sort of creation war of the gods and the heaven stories that were around in the culture of Israel at the time. So that's why Genesis uh, oh. exists. Wow. And that very right beginning on. of Genesis. Okay. So uh, why did God make you? Father Kerry, why did God make you? Mm. Did he well, make a mistake? He, God doesn't make mistakes. <laughs> he <special>. makes steak. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why did God make you? God made me. Do you want me to give you my little kid answer? You can give whatever answer you want. Because it's God, because God loves me. Yeah. Because He is infinitely perfect and blessed in Himself in a plan of sheer goodness, freely created men and women to share in His own blessed life. Wow. Catechism, very beginning. Nicely done. So Thank here's you. the Baltimore Catechism answer. Ooh. Why did God make you? God made me to know Him, to love Him, and to serve Him in this world. And to be happy with him forever in the next. Isn't that lovely? It's very simple. God made me. So all okay. you listeners out there, repeat after me. God made me. God made me. To know him. To love him. Love him. And to serve him in this, serve. World, this world. And to be happy with him forever in the next. To be happy with him forever in the next. So when we talk about, I mean, I think a lot of times we overcomplicate it. Um, when we talk about who, who God is. Um, there's a there's a there's a simplicity to God. There's a complexity, no doubt, but there's a simplicity to God as pure spirit, as creator of heaven and earth, who made us for a very particular reason: to know Him, to love Him, and to serve Him, so that both in this life and in the life to come, we will be happy forever. Wow. Isn't that great? It's pretty simple. Oh, man, I love it. I love Both it. simple and deep and complex because it. you could spend a lot of stuff, a lot of time breaking out to know. What does it mean to know another yes. human being? Like, yes. You know, the only other thing you know is those things that we can gather through our senses. Human exactly. beings human beings don't, like, know things by osmosis. Like, uh, I love Aristotle because he talks about, like, the hierarchy of knowing, like the eyes, the ears, the nose, the mouth, and the touch. Okay. So, yeah. So, th- anyway, that's kind of been the, the, the gist of it, of, of, you know, of who is God. Okay. That, that God has, who God is and, and why God made us, um, that this is not accidental, that this is very providential of all that, that, that God has created for us. 
But I think the other part of it too, I, I, one of the one of the quotes that I use is from is from the Catechism, it's paragraph forty two, and it says, "Human words always fall short of the mystery of God." Human words always fall short. So a couple episodes ago, we were like joking about like Trinitarian analogies. Oh you yeah, know, like, sure, sure. Oh, the Trinity is just like it's water, like ice, and gas. Oh, you know, liquid. Yeah. And, and that falls short. Oh, it's just like a shamrock. Falls short. It's just like whatever. Whatever you're thinking of, it's going to fall short. And that's the way. When you, if you try to describe God, if you try to say this is who God is, whatever words you can come up with, even if you're the smartest person who's ever lived, whatever words you come up with are going to fall short. Because God ultimately is mystery. But mm, go on. that's a word you hear, especially a lot of parents, you know, will say... When when a kid asks them a question and they don't know the answer, they'll be like, "It's Billy. It's a mystery," and then Billy runs away and is so confused. Oh, my mom said it was a mystery. Um, it it just because something is a mystery, that doesn't mean it can't be known. It just it means that it cannot be known fully. And so when we say like the Trinity is a mystery, when we say that God is a mystery, we're not saying that God cannot be known because God can be known partially. When we oh, yeah. use our our reason. Our human reason. All right, I got that. Uh, and by what God has revealed. So there's reason and there's revelation. Reason and the revelation squared. of how we we come to know God. So ultimately, when we talk about God, we have to talk. We have to talk about the Trinity. And so we talked about the Trinity a couple episodes ago, whenever that was. Um, seems so long ago now, when we were so young and innocent, <laughs> and now we're worldwide. <laughs> when I didn't have a fake tooth. Worldwide and a big head, uh, <laughs> and you got new glasses and a new tooth. Um, yeah, it's been an exciting summer. Wow. But anyway, we talk about the God as Trinity. So God is as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That there's a that God in in a sense is is a is a family of persons, and that tells us a lot about God. That God is relational. When you, when you uh, talk to people um, about this and you teach these classes, wh- like blank stares, a lot of blank stares, a lot of blank stares. What percentage? Actually, people are pretty engaged. It's what been percentage fun. of people do you think? understand who God is? Is it like, you know, 5%, 20%? How many of these people are like, this is the first time I've ever heard this? I think most people have a, have an understanding of God because they use their reason. I mean, because there are things that we can know about God. Yeah, sure, sure. God is infinite. God is omnipotent. God is omniscient. There's things that we can know about God just from kind of who... The use of our own human, like reason. observable nature, just yeah. looking around. And, and so then, if you have you know church going people who have also then been exposed to revelation of the scriptures oh, sure, sure. Yeah. and of the tradition of the church, then obviously they know a lot more. But if you if you just said well, who who is God, like people, I think we'll probably immediately go to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. People will immediately go to God is love, but really, there's so much more. God is Creator. God is uh, transcendent. God is imminent, meaning He's He's close to us. Um, but ultimately, when we when we talk about God, we have to talk about God in, in terms of a, of a of a relationship that God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mm. And the way Saint Augustine put, it, and this is what I, I use at the class, Saint Augustine said, we have the Lover, the Father, the Beloved, the Son, and the love that unites them, and that is the Holy Spirit. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, yep. the Trinity. The Lover, the Beloved, and the love that unites them. And I love that. That's a that's a that's a great way I think of expressing the love of God that is the Trinity. And w- it's ultimately who God is. And when you when you're talking to other folk and you 
we'd ask them like, who do you think, what do you think God is or why were you created? What's normally their answer? Mm, I don't really you have don't... that conversation with a lot of people. You don't? No. That's kind of what, that's one of the reasons I wanted to teach a class on it because I think it's something that we should think about. We don't think about that enough that maybe we think it's too basic or maybe we think it's too complex, but we don't, we don't spend a lot of time. And why don't you think we spend a lot of time doing it? I think just people get caught up in the day to day. I do. Yeah. I know I do. I what get, would be even what? if it, even like holy things, I mean, but you still get, you still get caught up in, in all the, in the day to day stuff that doesn't allow for kind right. of the space to quiet the, the heart and quiet the mind and think about our creator. So, what do you think so people let's should have, do, Father O'Brien? What, what do you think they should do? Should they uh, carve out time? Yes, well, I'll yes. let you answer that question. Yeah. What do you think people should do? So, you, we've got senses, and the job of the senses is to pull in this reason and like look around at, at the world. And what was the first R you said? Reason. Use our reason. Use reason. our reason. Yeah, your mind, and your then intellect. revelation comes. They join together. Uh, and there, this as John Paul II said in I think it was uh, Veritatis Splendor or mm. Fetus et Ratio, mm. he said uh, these are the two wings that lift us up. Ooh. Faith and reason lift us yes. up to heaven. Yep. So, what do you think people should do, or some suggestions maybe to carve out time, yeah. <laughs> chop some yeah. time out of their day to use their minds for what they're made for? Yeah. To think on God. Ultimately, I mean, if, if we're honest with ourselves, and this is true of me and you as much as it is of, of anybody. We don't. I am speaking for you because it's true. Because I spend a lot of time with you. We (laughs) we do not have enough time in our day of just being. We get so caught up Hmm. in the doing, and I am I am Exhibit A, right? Guilty as charged. Guilty as charged of doing, and 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 it's good to do, right? It's good to work. It's good to to spend time with your family. It's good to, but there's also there has to be space, even if it's just a few minutes a day, of of to just to just be, mm-hmm. um, because that's our dignity, our, your, our dignity, yours and mine, and anybody listening, our dignity is not from what we do. It's from who we are and who created us, and ultimately God created us. Genesis tells us that God, when God created all the heavens and the earth, it, it says that He created them good. The animals, good. Trees, good. You know, whatever else, platypus, good, right? <laughs> uh, but but when they got to humanity, on the sixth day, um, God saw what he had made, and he saw that it was very good. Yeah, yeah. And That's so close. there's a difference. Yeah, there's a difference. And the catechism lays that out, but scripture lays that out as well, um, that we don't spend enough time thinking about our our creator, the one who the one who made us. Out of love and for love. Okay, so what's give, give us a tip in Payne County. Okay, you, city folk boy from Houston, Texas. I'm from the well, suburbs. Is that, <laughs> that's even what? worse than being from a city. What? Being from the burbs. Jenny from the block. Suburbs but, is awesome. We have coffee shops and movie theaters. Exactly, a lot of concrete. Strip malls. <laughs> a lot of concrete. Oh, a lot of concrete. Concrete doesn't lift the mind to heaven. It's just like you, you think more about concrete. All Chick-fil-A, it's awesome. Okay, anyway, continue. Chick-fil-A. Now my brain is lost, and now I'm thinking about Chick-fil-A. Do you know I gave up Chick-fil-A for Lent one time because I put on like 12 pounds? Really? But but you went there on Sundays? 
I robbed it on Sundays. No, they're closed on Sundays. <laughs> I know. Thanks be but to God. But University of Tulsa students had free, free money. And so they're like, Father, let's go have Chick-fil-A. And I'd eat it like three times uh, a week mm. and sometimes twice in the delish. same day. It was delicious. And also extra kilos mm. on the old Beltline. Okay, so suggestions for people in Payne County. Yeah. So they're going to, they, so you say that reason and revelation help you understand God and like turn your mind to your creator who is everywhere present. There's a line from the beginning of the Byzantine liturgy and it says, who's everywhere present and fillest all things, treasury of blessings, blessings and giver of life. I like that. Okay. That's the beginning prayer standing at the entrance of the church to start the procession in. Okay. Some ways in Payne County. So yeah. So I mean, I think really of just ultimately finding quiet, time um ideally that would be done in in, at at the at the parish at saint john's or at saint francis xavier okay check that's one going to and spending time with god and 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 you can do that in nature you can do that in your room you can do that in the car Mm -hmm. but in a special way uh to to be able to do that in a church where jesus is present where the blessed sacrament is present okay numero uno um so just uh, finding that space to just to just be um the other thing i would say is to you know we've talked about the catechism we've talked about scripture is that 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 Catholic people, all people, really should should be familiar with those texts, um, that you start oh, diving yeah. into them. If you think if the, if the big green giant of the Catechism of the Catholic Church, if that's too much for you, if you don't want to start there, um, there's there's wonderful. There's a, there's, there's a thing the city of Baltimore. The, there's the Baltimore Catechism. You can do the Compendium of the Catechism of the Catholic Church, which is kind of a a, a uh, kind of a shorter version. Okay. Um, it's a question answer format. It's wonderful. If you are a young person, teenager, college student, there's a thing called the UCAT, Y-O-U-C-A-T. Okay. The Youth Catechism. There's a catechism for adults. It's got a kind of a red cover. What about Catholicism for Dummies? Catholicism <laughs> for Dummies is <laughs> I, my favorite. I just bought Knox, dude. I just oh. bought 60 copies of it the other day to you give did? away to students. Yeah, I did. Oh. I'm going to start giving I away the students. I, oh, I feel bad. I only bought 40 copies. Ooh, I'll um, Yeah, Catholicism for Dummies is by two, uh, Father John Tregilio, and I forget the other guy's name, but these two priests there have a show on EWTN. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> it is. It's a wonderful little book. So if, especially if you if you want to know more about Catholicism, if you're not Catholic, but you're kind of interested in, in- Figure out who God is. And learning more. Catholicism 101, or excuse me, Catholicism for Dummies is a is a marvelous little yeah. marvelous little book. I uh, I also suggest a good separation from technology. I know. What? Don't, don't scowl at me. Why are you so mean? You're like, why are you hating on our podcast radio show? When he, just, when show? he said that, he looked right at me, <laughs> and I I felt and you, hit, and you hit me with your iPhone. I felt a, and your a iPad. surge in my conscience that something was wrong. No, just to walk out in nature, just to go on a little nature walk to see the beauty of creation, to read, to go out into nature and read Genesis 1. Yeah, and so I think that's the key, but then to have kind of a cognitive thought about where did all this come from? Where did I come from? Um, that's that's powerful. That's mm-hmm. powerful. You know, if you're uh, you're not an accident. Like Mendel, you ever read Mendel's work it's on, been a while on genetics? Since I read Gregor and he Mendel. does those pods. Father Gregor Mendel, by the way, Father. founder of modern genetics, Catholic mm-hmm. priest, faith and science go together. Okay, I'm done with that rant. Go ahead. And, and that's what he did. Yes, as, as he started doing scientific studies, he started to. I mean, come to a deeper understanding of who God is. You know, just like, ah, uh, 
I was talking to a student the other day and they were talking about like the processes that go through like to get things through a cell wall of something like 50 something processes that they need all of these things that as you go deeper into like the study of the human body and of nature and science, you discover like how God is literally present in all things. And if it, yeah. and if it wasn't this way, it actually would not work. Yeah, and Aquinas, St. Thomas Aquinas has this this kind of these five, five proofs, and, oh, and one of I've them. I never got those. It's wonderful. Maybe do we'll know? do. Maybe we'll do. Yeah, maybe we'll. That's another. We're running out of time a little bit, but maybe that's another another topic for another show. But but one of them is is kind of by design. How do we know? How do we know God is real by design? Because of how God, how the world is created. There are certain things. There's an order. Yeah. Of of things, uh, and so we know God in that. In that way, through through order, um, the example I use is is like there. If you plant an acorn in the ground, right? Well, well, well let me guess what's going to grow out of it? Um, a Maserati. Exactly. Booyah. Will a Maserati or a giraffe or a hippopotamus or <laughs> a dandelion ever grow out of an acorn? No. No. Oak trees. Oak trees grow Always? out of Question acorns. Mark? It can die, but or it's going to grow an oak tree, and this that's guy's it. A genius. And that's it. And so who, who designed that? Who put that in place? There had to be something, someone that put that in place. Anyway, I think the last cool thing, though, about uh, in the, in my lecture about who is God is that God has a name. You know, when you meet someone, what's the first thing you say? Typically you say, well, as, I like, as you like to do, you walk up to people and you say, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I like it when you do that. Well. And the person's like, uh, I'm Steve. Hi, how are you? Uh, we met yesterday. Yeah. But God gives us his name. If you read Exodus chapter 3, the burning bush, it's brilliant, brilliant. So anyway, awesome. that's well, been, that's kind of been that's the, your summer? the summer. At least that, that first kind of that first talk on who is God. Anyway, it's been wonderful. So, so I hope you, if you're in Stillwater, if you're in Payne County, come on out. Your talks aren't over. Summer's not over. But this episode of Pastors of Pain is on 94.3. The Pete on KSBI. Join us again next Sunday. Have an awesome day. God bless you. God bless you.